Hey everybody, Brian Zimmerman here, executive editor of Jazz's Magazine, here with another episode of Jazz's Live. Uh, we are going to move forward in our Jazz Essentials series. You know, last time we came at you with this series, we were walking through six essential jazz guitar albums, and I loved hearing what you had to say about your favorite jazz guitar albums. You had a lot of awesome recommendations uh, for us as well about which albums would be included in your all-time Essentials albums. Anyway, we've decided to move into the next chapter and we're going to do an episode here on essential electric bass albums in jazz. So uh, as you can see, I've got the bass in the background. I am by no means uh, a bass player. I'm an adequate one, but uh, I love the bass and I love the acoustic bass and the electric bass especially. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, on the timeline of jazz, uh, the electric bass or the bass guitar, as it is often called, is a relatively new instrument. So Really, in selecting our favorite al albums, we're working with the pioneers of the instrument who are still around, who are still making music. So that's why I thought it would be really exciting to walk through some of our favorite electric bass jazz albums. Now, I selected only five for this list, which if you're out there watching and you're a jazz fan and you're a bass fan, you know that's an impossible task. Just five of all the great electric bass albums out there. But we're going to try to do it. And as I go along, I hope to hear from you in the comments section. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, let me know what your essential electric bass jazz albums are. Uh, let me know if you agree with my list. Even better, let me know if you disagree. Let me know what I left out. Um, I've decided to arrange this list chronologically. Uh, because I thought that would only be fair. And there are a few more criteria. I wanted these to be electric bass leader projects. So while, yes, there are some amazing electric bass players playing on other musicians' albums, uh, I wanted this to be exclusively, you know, albums led by the electric bass player. So that's what we're going to get into today. Five essential albums by electric bass players. Before we do that, though, I just wanted to thank uh, one of this episode's sponsors. That would be Mac Avenue Records. They've been putting us on the road to great music for more than 20 years now. If you want to check out a very cool electric bass album on Mac Avenue Records, check out the latest by Brian Bromberg. Uh, he is about to release on September 18th, actually re-release, his tribute album to Jimi Hendrix. Brian Bromberg plays Jimi Hendrix. Uh, this was released a few years ago, but it is totally remastered with superb audio this time around. Brian was actually the subject of our August 2020 digital issue. Uh, and Jeff, you could go ahead and pull that up. That's on our site right now. You could go to it, visit it, read the feature story. I interviewed Brian Bromberg about his love for Hendrix. There it is right there. You will need a digital subscription to read it. And if you don't have one, now is the time to sign up. Yeah, so there's the August digital issue. Again, main feature story, an interview with a great electric bassist in his own right, Brian Bromberg, about the influence of Jimi Hendrix. Uh, all right, with that, what do you say we go ahead and get into our list? Uh, we are going to start things off with arguably the greatest electric bass player, maybe the greatest bass player who ever lived. Uh, you've probably expected this one, but it is Jaco Pastorius. Um, I picked his 1976 self-titled album, Jaco Pastorius, to lead off the list. You know, Jaco was a revolutionary 
bass player um, from my hometown, coincidentally, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, you probably know him from his work in Weather Report uh, and with Pat Metheny. He did a lot of stuff with Joni Mitchell as well. This was kind of his breakout album. Uh, so before people were really hip to what he could do uh, in a solo setting as a leader setting, this was his major statement of entrance. It was produced by drummer Bobby uh, Columby, who was the drummer for Blood, Sweat and Tears. Uh, and it is, for lack of a better word, uh, world changing. Um, Jocko completely, like I said, revolutionized what was possible on the electric bass. A lot of people thought it was relegated to the background, playing bass lines, but that was its role in jazz for a long time. Jocko brought it out of the background into the foreground, treated it like a screaming face melting lead guitar, ripped the frets out of it, uh, got weird with his tone, just was incredibly acrobatic on the fretboard. Uh, and as a composer was just brilliant. Um, and this is a great album. It's, it's a perfect showcase for Jocko's uh, genius, uh, not to mention it is emboldened by artists like Herbie Hancock is on this album. Uh, Wayne Shorter is on this album. Uh, just for the first track, Donna Lee, where he plays Charlie Parker's Donna Lee, uh, you know, a bebop standard on solo electric bass. It's worth it for the price of the entire album. Uh, again, just showing that the bass was not a background instrument. Uh, it is a leader voice as much as anything else. And for that, he kicks off my list. The first one, um, it also happens to be the first one chronologically of five essential electric bass jazz albums. So thank you to you, Jocko. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move along to the next album on my list. We've got another iconic bass player here. It is Mr. Stanley Clark. The album I chose was School Days, also from 1976. Uh, this was kind of the quintessential album for Stanley Clark. I think it was his fourth studio album somewhere around there uh and a quintessential album not just for stanley as a bass player but for jazz fusion really helped kind of define the jazz fusion sound in the 1970s stanley is another major pioneer of this instrument um you no doubt know his work as well from groups like return to forever you know, with Chick Corea. Um, and this studio album from 1976 is a classic. Um, Stanley is absolutely laying it down. All the tracks were composed by Stanley, um, which, you know, makes it also kind of a unique statement. The title track uh, is an absolute masterpiece. Quiet Afternoon is great. The Dancer. There are just so many amazing tracks on this album that all sprang from the pen of Stanley Clark. Uh, and it's another star-studded album, too, which just goes to show you how many people wanted to work with Stanley. George Duke is playing keys. John McLaughlin is on guitar. David Sanctus on saxophone. Billy Cobham and Steve Gadd are on drums. And um, Stanley is just a really beautiful player. Uh, his technique, he translates a lot from stand-up bass uh, to the electric bass, including the way he plays. If you ever see him play, he's kind of got this, almost like he's playing upright bass, but he turns it sideways. And uh, while he can you know, slap and get funky and get down uh, with the best of them. Really lyrical player. Um, just the way he articulates, you know, his plucking um, and just his lyricism across the fretboard is just great. So that is number two on my list. Stanley Clark's uh, School Days from 1976. We'll move along now. And again, people, you got to let me know because there's so many great albums to choose from. I can only choose five, uh, and I know it's going to be a controversial lift, but I'm I'm getting some love from the comments section. Sebastian Scottney, he agrees. Jocko, you know, the man, the myth, the legend. He had to be there. And uh, Lavinia, 
you know, super fan. Hello to you, Lavinia. Thanks for watching. All right, next on the list, I really went with a pioneer of this instrument, um, and that would be Steve Swallow. Uh, I chose, I kind of broke my own rule a little bit. This is technically a joint release. It's Steve Swallow and Carla Blay. The album is duets uh, from 1988, but I had to include Steve because Steve was one of the first musicians, the first bassist to switch to electric bass full-time. You know, and this was in the early 1970s, late 1960s, um, really along with uh, Monk Montgomery, who happened to be Wes Montgomery's guitarist, Wes Montgomery's brother. He was one of the first bassists to make this switch to full time electric bass guitar playing. Um, Steve plays with a pick. He's a little bit unique to this uh, to this list. He plays with a pick. He's not really a slapper. He's not a popper, but he gets this gorgeous tone. Um, on this instrument, almost kind of a direct translation of the acoustic bass to the bass guitar. Round, resonant, rich, warm. Uh, if you're looking for a different style, if you think you know what bass guitar is and it's all about slapping and laying down grooves, this is a little bit of a uh, change of pace. Now, this may be a refreshing album for you to listen to. Um, it is all about interplay. It's a duet album, so it's super intimate. You know, it's Steve Swallow, it's Carla Blay, a lot of improvisation. A lot of conversation, a lot of getting loose. Um, again, not the groover that a lot of electric bass players are known for, but definitely, definitely worth including on this list because of the pioneer that Steve Swallow is. He's still doing it. He, play, he went on to play with uh, uh, John Schofield a whole bunch. And as a matter of fact, John Schofield just released his leader debut on ECM. And for John Schofield, you know, iconic legendary guitarist john schofield's debut on ecm he chose to play all steve swallow tunes so that's just a testament to the influence of steve swallow on this music again a name you may not really know uh in electric bass guitar but one you definitely should because like i said he's a groundbreaker a pioneer one of the first to make the switch and is still doing it so that's uh uh the third album on the list oh also a fun bit of trivia here have you ever seen uh, jazz musicians kind of jamming? They also they they happen to have these things usually called real books, which are you know just like lists of tunes with the melody and the chord changes. So if somebody calls a jazz standard, they could flip quickly through the book and find the tune. Steve Swallow, when he was a student at Berkeley College of Music, was one of the musicians who kind of put together the first real book. So if you see a bunch of jazz musicians jamming on a gig, flipping through books, you have Steve Swallow to thank. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to the fourth album on the list now. That would be my man, Marcus Miller. Uh, so many great albums to choose from, you know, in terms of Marcus Miller's leader stuff. I went with The Sun Don't Lie from 1993. Uh, Marcus, what can you say about Marcus? He's kind of like the definitive electric bass player of the moment you know um known for just his incredible funky bass lines if you hear an infectious super catchy funky bass line chances are marcus miller wrote it um he's got a great slap technique as well and you have heard his work before uh most notably in the work from late period miles davis so we're talking albums like tutu the man with the horn amandla we want miles um but before that, he was working with a lot of New York funk and soul musicians like uh, Bernard Wright and Luther Vandross. He played with Michael Jackson, too. He's he's played with everybody. Bunch of legends. Um, but this is from his solo discography, this album, uh, The Sun Don't Lie. It's released in 1993, which very importantly makes it the first solo album 
that he recorded after the death of Miles Davis, you know, who was kind of like, uh, you know, a teacher in a lot of ways, brought young Marcus under his wing. Um, and it has a track on it, The King is Gone Forever, dedicated to Miles, um, and also happens to have a bunch of Miles Davis alumni, musicians on it, like Wayne Shorter, like Lenny White, like Tony Williams, like Kenny Garrett. Um, it's a great album, exactly what you'd expect from kind of Marcus Miller at the peak of his career. Well, not the peak, because he's still laying it down big time. Um, and yeah, coming full circle, there is a cover of Teen Town on there, the song Teen Town, which was, of course, a tune written by Jocko Pastorius uh, for Weather Report. So bass players helping out bass players, celebrating bass players. Yeah, this is just another great album. It had to be there. Uh, that was number four on the list. Before we get to number five, my fifth essential electric jazz bass album, uh, wanted to quickly let you know about our forthcoming print issue. Right. So this is going to be coming out this month. Uh, it is our fall 2020 issue and is all about the art of the album. It is mailing to subscribers as we speak. OK, but if you wanted to read all of the content included in that print album, including downloading yourself a PDF of the print album, you can on our website. Uh, we have put together a great subscription rate right now for just 99 cents per month for three months. You can unlock unlimited digital access to our site, which means you can access pretty much every article of the fall 2020 issue um, and we'll enroll you to receive a complimentary copy of our next print issue when it comes out in the winter but this is a great place to start it's all about the art of the album listening to albums producing albums collecting albums your favorite album cover art we get into it all in this issue and yeah like i said all these it's the exact same content you find in our print issue just online so you could take it with you read it on your tablet on your phone on your desktop and yeah subscribe now um we're offering the special subscription rate for jazz's live viewers uh all right yeah we're getting some more comments love marcus miller uh howard petasevsky is saying with michelle and diggiacello yes i mean again i could have included so many more on this list uh michelle definitely deserves to be there anthony jackson yes gary anthony jackson incredible bass player if I had to do another list, Michelle, Anthony, they'd definitely be on it. But uh, I say for the fifth spot, kind of a personal one for me that, uh, I don't know, I just fell in love with this album when it came out in 1996. And, you know, you'll have to let me know if you've heard it, if you felt the same way. It is by bassist Victor Wooten. Okay, it's his debut leader album, uh, A Show of Hands from 1996. So... I, I, coming up, me trying to play electric bass, you know, this was a life-changing album. Victor is just an incredible bassist, composer, thinker, philosopher of music, um, originally out of Virginia. He is, of course, known as a founding member of the Flectones, Bela Fleck and the Flectones. So he was on those great early Flectone albums like UFO Tofu, uh, Flight of the Cosmic Hippo. Uh, but this was his breakout album as a leader and when i said solo bass in the beginning bass leader album this one is the definitive uh, solo bass album it's just him it's just him and vocals a lot of overdubs a lot of cool effects a lot of loops he's playing some tenor bass on there um just showing you that you know the bass it's not what you think it is he's doing things that were so outside of the box uh you know from his really unparalleled slap technique he's got this thing where he can like triple slap 
pluck, uh, you know, a bass string that makes him able to articulate and slap faster than probably anyone else on the planet. I'm not sure if there's a record for fast slapping technique, but I'm pretty sure Victor Wooten would set it. Um, yeah, he's got the great lead off track on there. You can't hold no groove if you ain't got no pocket, which is kind of a cult hit for bassists out there. Uh, and another fun fact, that was actually the quote that was actually the quote underneath my senior year photo in my high school yearbook. So yes, I owe a lot to Victor Wooten and this one obviously had to make the list. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't heard this one because it was a little bit of a, of a sleeper, go check out Victor Wooten's a show of hands. It is beautiful, beautiful album. And it was the fifth of my uh, essential electric bass jazz albums. Now there are a ton of honorable mentions here, you know, how he pointed out Michelle Nandigiacello. Uh, she, yes, easily could have made the list and she belongs the honorable mentions for this time around. Um, Esperanza Spalding, you know, her recent album, Emily's D plus evolution was strictly electric based. That was a beautiful album. Anthony Jackson, Thundercat, you know, some of these modern guys that are holding it down. Thundercat, you could have gone with any album drunk, apocalypse uh yeah and, and again like i say if you've got more if, if you disagree with this list and i hope you do please let me know in the comments what albums you would have liked uh to have seen on this list uh in the meantime if you're looking for more great music to listen to including some electric bass players we've got a new feature on jazzes.com you know we have for the past 35 years plus uh, been sending out magazines with CD compilations. That's kind of our staple. Uh, we know our readers love them and we are going to continue sending those out to you, but we wanted to enhance the experience. So for the past two compilations, we have translated those into high res digital streamers, right? You can now visit jazzes.com slash discovery and listen to the past two CD compilations from the summer 2020 fusion issue and the fall 2020 art of the album issue in high res quality uh, as a streaming service. These are all the tracks, all the tracks that appear on the album. Now you can get them in your browser. You can get them on your phone. You can get them on your tablet. You can read the reviews that are printed at each magazine. Um, and if you like the track you hear from the album, you go ahead and buy the full thing from the artist. But yes, uh, this is a brand new service we are offering. Just go to jazzes.com slash discovery and again this is high res audio brought to you courtesy of aura streams brio player it's a built-in browser-based streamer that uh, gives you the highest possible quality audio uh and yeah these are our cd compilations i get asked all the time is there anywhere i can download these are these available as playlists well the answer now is yes so uh yeah if you enjoy listening to those cd compilations check out jazzes.com discovery again you will need a digital subscription uh or a print subscription to access this high res streamer but like i said 99 cents per month for three months that's the offer we've got going right now uh there's never been a better time to sign up anyway that has been my list of essential electric electric bass guitar jazz albums i hope you enjoyed it and like i say if you've got anyone else that should be on this list please drop a line in the comments i want to know about it and maybe we'll do a part two also let us know what essentials you want to do for next time essential uh you know blue note piano essential jazz flute essential jazz harp let me know i'm open to suggestions and i would love to talk this over with you thank you for watching today's episode i hope you enjoyed it follow us on facebook subscribe to us on youtube and we will see you next time everyone so long